Greeny with Mike Greenberg, the podcast. Yes, it is. Uh, Greeny, uh, rolling on here, presented by Progressive Insurance and our guests on the Goodyear Hotline, Buster Molney, towards the end of this hour. We've had a really just a crazy day. So a couple of pieces of business to sort of catch up on here before we go any farther. And I want to try and do this without the unbridled hilarity that ensued earlier. But I was a listener to the Will Kane show when he hosted here on ESPN radio. And, and I'm a friend of Will's going back a long time, but I had never heard this, but apparently it was a, a frequent refrain on Will's show that his producer, who is now my producer, Nuno Teixeira, <laughs> looks like Kim Jong-un. Now that, it, it and it, it just happens to be a fact. It's something I had never actually thought of until he said it. But now that I see them, it, it, it is accurate. He does look like Kim Jong-un. And then Bubba, so when this was first brought to our attention, we became hysterical. And then during this break that we just had, Bubba was sharing <laughs> uh, on, on TV right now. They're putting up pictures. Uh, turn to your right, if you would, quickly, Nuno. Just look to your right. Yeah, there, is a, there is a somewhat startling resemblance and and uh, to make it worse, uh, Bubba, what were you telling us was happening at one point while this was a topic of conversation? Yeah, so I found this in, in June. We still have a group text with everyone from the Will Cain show. And so this is from last June. I was reading the New York Post, and there was an article, Kim Jong-un's apparent weight loss sparks speculation over his health. And literally at the same time as Kim Jong-un was losing weight, Nuno lost a lot of weight. So they were literally doing the exact same thing at the exact same time. And so we're like, what is going on here? Something is up. I hope they weren't doing the exact same thing at the exact same time. <laughs> but but at least in that one regard, there was a similarity. So, Nuno, are you comfortable with this? I mean, if we – apparently he called you Kim Jong Nuno, which I was not aware of. Is that something you're comfortable with us resurrecting here? I, I, yeah, I mean, I'm fine with it. I would hope that uh, just next time TV finds a, a better – a more flattering picture of him, if there's a, such a I thing. Mean, I don't know if that's possible, you know. but... uh, Okay, so we'll look for those. In the meantime, um, it, 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 I, the, who do you think I get? Who, who do you think people tell me I look like? This all came up because I keep getting confused for Max Kellerman, and it is starting to become a thing, and I don't mind it. I find Max to be a very handsome man, um, but I don't think Max and I look alike, and neither does he, and people seem to be confusing us for each other a lot. You, there is a very famous person that I get a lot. Is it John Stewart? Yes, that's the one I get a lot. People tell me they think I look like... I brought this up to John um, when he was in studio once a long time ago. I look a lot more like John Stewart, I think, than I do look like Max Kellerman. That's just one person's opinion, but anyway, that's that. So that's one thing that we needed to settle here. Greeny presented by Progressive Insurance, small business protection for more than vehicles with insurance expertise to keep your company moving forward. More at ProgressiveCommercial.com. In the meantime, Hembo, you told me that you had a tweet that is going a little viral. What is it? Well, Greeny, um, Jameis Winston threw a touchdown pass on Sunday to Deontay Johnson that traveled 50 yards in the air. Mm -hmm. I thought to myself, that's a really long touchdown pass. And in fact, Drew Brees attempted 9,421 passes for the Saints and never had a single one of those. So, obviously, all the he Drew... He never had any completion... Touchdown. That, a, t a touchdown like pass that. that traveled 50 yards in the air. Which is probably no surprise, at least lately, considering the lack of arm strength. And obviously, the Drew Brees army came out to defend him. But the point is not that Jameis Winston is better or is going to be Drew Brees. The point is that... 
there's a whole other half of Sean Payton's playbook now that's at his disposal. And when they hear all of our experts on TV talk about all, you know, the fact that they're going to be much more difficult to defend now because of it, I just thought it was a, a good statistic to sort of demonstrate that point. See, this is where, and for, I'm going to give you a little more advice as one who has been opining about sports for longer than you've been alive. This is where you have to ignore the idiocy, which is to say you will post that, or I will say on the air, that offense will be better this year with Jameis Winston. And what people will react to is they will say, you're saying Drew Brees is not as good as Jameis Winston. Greeny said Jameis Winston is better than Drew Brees. That idiot Hembo said Jameis Winston is better than Drew Brees. Just ignore that. That isn't what you said. It isn't what any person in their right mind would say. Drew Brees is one of the 10 greatest quarterbacks that ever lived. Jameis Winston at this point is trying to resurrect his career. No comparison of that sort would be appropriate to make until Jameis has been dominating in that offense for at least 10 years. Having said that, at the very end, and I think Drew sort of joked around about this on the broadcast I was watching Sunday night, like in the pregame with Tariko and Tony Dungy, and... you know, and within every joke, there's sort of a kernel of truth. By the end, Drew Brees was done. He was done. That's not no shame in that. I think he was 41 years old. And at the end, it was done. The arm was done. And so they are able to be better. Now, it's going to be on Jameis to do it. Jameis has to not throw all those picks. He's in the right offense to do it. Bart was talking about it today. You can't tell a guy like Jameis Winston, no risk it, no biscuit. You got to tell a guy like Jameis Winston, if you throw the ball to the guys on the other team, I'm taking you out of the game. And maybe that will limit some of his strengths, but it will also diminish his overwhelming greatest weakness. He has a kryptonite. Don't bring it out. Don't don't expose him to kryptonite. So I think that team is going to be really good. I think that offense is going to be really good. We'll see what winds up happening. I like that tweet a lot. You know, some things have been low on our to-do list. But life insurance can no longer be one of them. If you're like me with a wife and kids, you need to protect them. You need SelectQuote. SelectQuote's been helping families for over 35 years. Get your free quote at SelectQuote.com. That's SelectQuote.com. But there's something else I wanted to get into. Mine is that sort of rare genius that will not be fully appreciated until long Long after after it's time. time. The genius, you said? Your genius. He's genius, eh? We're not going to appreciate your brilliance until you're gone. Brilliant. Let's be clear on what genius is. Genius is intelligence. Changing your mind is a sign of intelligence. It is not a sign of weakness. It is not a sign that you're not strong in your convictions. It is a sign that you are open-minded. And so I'm going to look over four things that have happened so far in the NFL, and I'm going to tell you the ones I have changed my mind on after week one and the ones I have not. Are you ready? Mm. I have not changed my mind on the Washington football team. Do not read too much into a loss to the Chargers. Everybody's going to do it. The Chargers are a great team with an elite offensive line, a superstar young quarterback. They're great on both sides of the ball. Now, am I concerned about the loss of Ryan Fitzpatrick? Yes, I am. But I've heard a lot of good things about Taylor Heineke. Let's see what happens. I have not changed my mind on my Washington, on the Washington football team. I believe they will win that division. That's number one. I have not changed my mind on the New England Patriots. I remain surprised they lost that game, but they lost in uncharacteristic fashion. Mac Jones was not what I thought he would be. He was better 
I expected him to be good. He was great. He's going to have a huge year. I have a terrible feeling about the game this Sunday in which they come play the Jets. I have not changed my mind on New England. I have changed my mind on the Vikings. I must have been drunk when I made that pick. I picked the Vikings to get in as a wild card this year. I have no idea what I was thinking. I have no idea what I was expecting, and I was 1,000% wrong. I have changed my mind on the Vikings. And one more. And Bubba, you will particularly like this. I've changed my mind on Dak Prescott. Oh, yeah? I have for a very long time thought Dak Prescott was a good quarterback. Mm Mm-hmm. On Thursday night last, so a week ago tonight, I realized I'm wrong, or at least he has evolved past that. Dak Prescott is a great quarterback. Dak Prescott, when you make the list of the great quarterbacks in the NFL, his name belongs on it. I never thought that before. Now, I don't think I was wrong all of that time. I think there was a point at which he was a good quarterback playing on a really good team, or at least a very good offense. Somewhere along the line, that paradigm shifted, which is what happens with good young quarterbacks. I have changed my mind on Dak Prescott. Dak Prescott is a star. He is an an elite NFL quarterback. And when you talk about the genuinely great ones in the sport, his name belongs in the conversation. All right, we roll along. Busy hour as we continue. We got a controversy in my favorite sport. We got a green list and we have Buster Olney all coming up in this hour on ESPN Radio. Shopping for Mother's Day is usually a challenge because you wait until the last minute, but Macy's Gift Finder makes it incredibly fast and easy to find the right gift just in time for Mother's Day. Whether you're shopping for your sister's first Mother's Day or your fashionista mom who loves to make a statement, Macy's Gift Finder has so many great gift ideas that you can easily pick out something special to celebrate them both. You can shop by price, anywhere from 25 bucks and under to 100 bucks and under. You can also sort by category like fragrance, handbags, and more, or gift lists like For the mom who has everything, pre-wrapped gifts or gifts for grandma. Find top brands like Studio Pro Model Beats headphones, Polaroid cameras, and Samsung smart TVs. So what are you waiting for? Mother's Day is May 12th. It'll be here before you know it. Macy's has the perfect gift guide to make picking something for mom easy this year. Head to Macy's.com slash gift finder today. That's Macy's.com slash gift finder. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Greeny, the podcast. All right, Greeny with you here on ESPN Radio, presented by Progressive Insurance. Robert Stanberry Olney III with some baseball conversation about 15 minutes away. He'll be like all our guests on the Goodyear Hotline. I've got a green list of the five things you need to look forward to in week two of the NFL season. That's 30 seconds away. After this word from ZipRecruiter, how great is it when you get to choose your favorite movie to watch? Well, ZipRecruiter's invite to apply lets you pick your favorites from the best candidates. ZipRecruiter sends you qualified candidates. You can easily invite your top choices to apply for your job. Lauren Webb is the SVP of Talent Acquisition for Mindula Health. She raves about the Invite to Apply feature. She says, I love it because we have a much higher follow-through rate if I invite candidates. Go to ZipRecruiter.com slash G-R-E-E-N-Y to try ZipRecruiter for free. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash Greeny. 
The list is what determines who matters in this business. Green list. All right, uh, the green list here with me, Greeny, the world's foremost authority on all matters, telling you the five things you should be looking forward to in week two of the NFL season, which kicks off tonight. Number five. Your team's back is against the wall. Since the playoffs expanded in 1990, 258 teams have started a season 0-2. Only 30 of those made the playoffs. That's 12%. No team started last season or the season before 0-2 and made the playoffs. Now, obviously, there's an additional game this year. It's the first season of the 17-game season. The first two games mean incrementally less than they have in the past. But the statistic is the statistic. 0-2 has meant doom in the National Football League for the last 30 years. Your team doesn't want to be there. Number four. The Ravens and Chiefs Sunday night has been just a one-sided rivalry. Mahomes and the Chiefs 3-0 against Lamar and the Ravens. It's worth noting, Lamar Jackson has only lost five other regular season games in his career combined. So Lamar, who took over midway through, I'm a little slightly past midway through. I'm trying to think how many starts he would have. But something in the neighborhood of 40 starts, does he have? 30 and 8 in his NFL career during the regular season. 30 and 8, three of those losses, 0 and 3, are against the Chiefs. Their styles make fights. They have their number. And the, the Ravens are hurt in the worst possible place to be hurt against Mahomes. They're banged up in their secondary. They really struggle in coverage. They're a car just threw for 430 yards against them. What might Mahomes do on Sunday night? Number three. The most even matchup of the week. According to our FPI, our analytics, is Dallas at the Chargers. I will confess I am surprised by this. Our analytics give the Chargers a 50.2% chance to win. That is a coin flip. The Cowboys moved up from 14th to 10th in FPI after losing week one. Our model thinks this is a top 10 team in the NFL. I'll say this. I think the Chargers are better. I think they're strong where the Cowboys are weak. I also wonder if these numbers, this football power index, was this put together before the Demarcus Lawrence injury? Yes. The only single player stuff that this will adjust for is quarterback. That's a major loss. The Cowboys, in case you didn't know, know this, yesterday they lost to a broken foot in practice. Demarcus Lawrence, who is far and away their best pass rusher. They're also playing without their next best pass rusher, who is Randy Gregory, who's on the COVID list. So I think the Cowboys are going into this game weak in all the worst places. I think that the Chargers are going to win this game and cover. The last number I saw was three and a half. We will see. Number two. Zach Wilson is going to try to do something that's only been done once by a rookie quarterback going back to the start of the 2014 season, and that is beat the Patriots. New England is 9-1. and one. Bill is 9-1 and one in his last 10 against rookies. He dominates rookie quarterbacks, and we talked with uh, Rob Ninkovich yesterday here on the show about why that is. He just changes up looks, changes up looks. Now, the one rookie that beat him was the most recent such game. Week 15 of last year, Tua beat him. He's the only guy to beat him, and obviously in the division, you would figure you get two cracks at him, uh, barring injury or whatever else it might be. So Zach will get two shots at Belichick. Here's what I do remember. I do remember, and I'm struggling to remember what, well, whatever year Mark Sanchez was a rookie. The first year of Sanchez and Rex. The Jets won week one. They blew out Houston. 
They came home and they were playing Belichick and the, and the Patriots on week two. And B- Rex played that game up every conceivable way. And the Jets won. The Jets and Sanchez won that game. What year was that? Oh, seven. Uh, excuse me. Oh, nine. Oh, nine. Oh, nine. And the Jets won that game. So I, the personalities are very different here. Well, let's give it a go. Let's see what winds up happening. I'll be watching that game with my eyes half shut because that game scares me to death. The Patriots need that one in the worst way. Number one. Finally, number one. The season, the weekend kicks off tonight. The Giants looking to avoid starting 0-2 for the fifth (laughs) consecutive season. They haven't won a game in the first two weeks of the season since 2016. That's unbelievable. How many coaches does that span? Does 16... Does it take us back to Tomlin? Was, I mean, I'm, excuse me, Coughlin? Was Coughlin still there in 16? What was his last year? Probably not 16. His la- no, his last year was 15. Okay, so that would be the first McAdoo. year of McAdoo. Yep. Holy smoke. I mean, that's, that's an unbelievable statistic. <laughs> and they need it tonight. Now, you want the good news or the bad news? Daniel Jones is 4-0 in his career against Washington. The Giants, however, what did I see on Instagram? They're 0-5 on primetime? That's right. In primetime games, like going back how far? Like with him? With Daniel Jones. Oh, Dan, so Daniel Jones is 4-0 and against Washington. He's 0-5 in primetime. This is the immovable object versus the irresistible force. Which way does it go? I've told you already. Personally, I think Washington wins this game big. And that's my green list here as we look ahead to what should be a very interesting night and a very interesting weekend in the NFL. Again, we have more football to go, and Buster will join me. But I, I wanted to just share one interesting golf thing. The scoop. Paul Azinger, no one loves golf, and no one loves the Ryder Cup more than Azinger. Uh, our team, for those of you who don't follow golf, I always feel like I need to explain these things. The Ryder Cup is an international event where the American, a team of Americans every other year plays against a team of Europeans. It used to just be uh, the United Kingdom, and now they've expanded uh, to the entire United King, uh, to, to the entire continent of Europe. And they alternate every time where they're going to play. This year they're playing here in the U.S. in Wisconsin at a gorgeous golf course called Whistling Straits. And it's a week away. And it's a very big deal. For those of us who love golf, it's a very big deal event. Paul Azinger was the captain of the Ryder Cup team, the U.S. Ryder Cup team in 2008, and he did as good a job as anyone ever. Like Azinger's team won in a landslide, and he is very into the Ryder Cup. Brooks Kepka, who will be playing in the Ryder Cup, who's earned his way onto the team, told Golf Digest in an interview that he is frustrated by the way the event takes an individual player away from what he's accustomed to doing at a regular event. Paul Azinger fired back. Paul Azinger said, quote, I'm not sure he loves the Ryder Cup that much, and if he doesn't love it, he should relinquish his spot and get people there who do love it. Not everybody embraces it, but if you don't love it and you're not sold out, then I think Brooks should consider whether he really wants to be there. That's a pretty strong comment from Paul Azinger, and I think it'll be very interesting to watch how this goes. Now, you already have... For those of you who don't follow the sport, you have this team controversy. You have Brooks and Bryson DeChambeau, who will be teammates in this, who hate each other. Now, they do play in pairs. Most of the Ryder Cup is is competed in pairs. They will not pair the two of them (laughs) together, but they're going to have to be in the same room and hanging out and doing all that and on the same team, and they both have said they'll be on their best behavior, and I don't expect that to be an issue. But you know what? I kind of say good for Azinger. Like, this is a big deal event. We've been dominated it in recent years. We have been dominated in it. 
the Europeans are expected to win. They're just better at it than we are. And here's Azinger basically saying, hey, you know, if, if you don't want to do this, don't do it. Don't do us any favors. I kind of like that. So I guess I would ask any of this controversy. Well, let me just ask it to you directly. Bubba, will you watch any of the Ryder Cup? It will be played next weekend on American soil. Will you watch? And obviously it's a football weekend. The Ryder Cup is Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Most of it will be competed up against either college or pro football. Will you watch any of the Ryder Cup? Uh, highly unlikely. <clears throat> Maybe pop in for five minutes. Nuno, will you watch any of the Ryder Cup? Yeah, I'll probably be in and out five, ten minutes. Okay, so we got about 11 minutes worth of viewing there so far. Hembo, will you watch any of it? I'll watch at the end if it's dramatic. And I, like you, think that the Europeans should win, but that's not what Vegas thinks, believe it or not. And just pulling up the odds quickly, USA is favored to win the event. They're minus 187 at Caesars. Europe is plus 150, which, like you, is counter to what I expected. But doesn't that have to be because more, um, far more Americans bet at Caesars than Europeans do? I mean, I, I have to believe that the overwhelming money is going to go on the Americans in American casinos, no? I would think that's probably part of it that's built in, but there's a lot of international events that Caesars will post, and right. they don't seem to be that swayed by those things, so right. you could be right. We've got to get into the bottom of that. All right, coming up next, <laughs> Buster Olney says this baseball offseason is going to be all about two teams. You'll hear which ones next on ESPN Radio. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do. Big, small. And when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had happen in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who have experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Greeny today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Greeny, G-R-E-E-N-Y. Greeny, the podcast. All right, Greeny with you here, coming to you live, as always, from above the Heineken River Deck at Pier 17. Buster only going to join us in 30 seconds. We have actually a developing story in Major League Baseball that he will give us some insight into, and then a bunch of other business to take care of here with Robert. Plus, we will uh, pick tonight's game and a whole lot more. But first, these 30 seconds from TuneIn, as the NFL season gets underway, make sure you're ready for kickoff with TuneIn. 
The app that lets you listen to live games, in-depth analysis, and tailored content for your team all season long. Plus, with ESPN Radio on TuneIn, you can listen to comprehensive football coverage from NFL Live, Fantasy Focus Football, and more, all to fuel your football fandom. Download the TuneIn app today to start listening everywhere you go. All right, a developing story, and as I bring Buster in, uh, Nuna, I mean, excuse me, Bubba, who is uh, as big a fan of the New York Mets as anyone I know, was trying to fill me in on what is happening while I have been on the air here, so I've not been able to follow this closely. Bubba, set set the situation up for us here if you can. Yeah, so this morning the New York Post wrote an article basically saying the Mets may have a difficult time hiring a new president because an anonymous executive said, Steve Cohen tweets too much and he may be difficult to deal with because he's kind of just acting like a fan and it's just kind of too much and it's just a lot and there's just a lot going on. He's just constantly on social media. And basically, so I didn't see that part first. What I saw was on my Twitter feed was just constant Steve Cohen tweets because in response to him saying he tweets too much, since 8.52 this morning he's tweeted six times and he's saying he's trying to find out who the leak is. He's asking fans, guess the leak. If you can guess the leak, you can sit with me in the box. And he's kind of just going crazy again, and I don't really know what's happening. It's kind of weird. Okay. So what you're saying is that in response to a story suggesting that his Twitter feed is problematic, he has set his own Twitter feed on fire Correct. over the last couple of hours. So with Absolutely. that, that's the story. Robert Stanberry, only the third. We affectionately know him as Buster. What do we make of this? Uh, that he is, in doing this, reinforcing a lot of the concerns that, you know, potential uh, employees uh, see when they they look at the Mets situation. Because let's face it, in this moment, what the Mets need more than anything is someone to head up their baseball operations who has experience and he has stature. You know, a Chris Antonetti of the Cleveland Indians, for example. David Stearns, who runs the Milwaukee Brewers, would be a good fit. Um, you know, any number of people. And I'm, I have been asked the question by people within baseball, executives, other teams. What do you make of Steve Cohen and his tweeting and his social media account? Uh, what do you hear from within the organization? Uh, and there is a concern uh, among people who, you know, they would probably be interested in talking with about uh, how active he is on social media because they see that as being a barometer, uh, potentially how he would get involved day to day and perhaps be this generation's George Steinbrenner. So, Buster, one of the things that it seems that most every Mets fan wants is Theo Epstein. Theo Epstein to come out of you know, his position uh, in Major League Baseball and run their baseball operations. But given the sort of, I don't know, instability, if you will, with Steve Cohen and the circumstances there, how in any way might that be an attractive or not for Theo Epstein? Yeah, and I've talked with a lot of Theo's friends. They don't think it would be a fit for him. Uh, at this time. Now, look, Steve Cohn's in a position where he can offer Theo uh, all of Long Island and maybe Staten Island as well, mm-hmm. you know, potentially to come and do that. And maybe that changes his mind. <laughs> but people who know Theo believe that he's more interested in owning a team himself. Uh, for example, if the San Diego Padres are ever sold, maybe that would be a place to go. Uh, look, he's done the, you know, the baseball operations thing. He, he you know, broke the, the years of, of without winning a championship in Boston and with the Cubs. 
And so to take over the Mets, his friends don't see it as something he necessarily would want. Theo's now currently working for Major League Baseball as they get ready for these uh, collective bargaining talks and, and try to reshape what fans see on the field. Buster with us here on the Goodyear Hotline with you for every mile on the road to greatness. Goodyear more driven. This was not what we intended uh, Buster's appearance to be about, but let's just live here for a second. Here's what I would say to sort of play the other side of this, Buster. Do you know what Steve Cohen has? He has $16 billion. I just Googled his net worth, and according to Forbes, it is $16 billion. He is as wealthy as just about any sports owner in America, at least until Jeff Bezos buys a team. And if I'm someone who is contemplating what market I want to go work in, what what team I want to go generally manage or anything like that, Steve Cohen has demonstrated he's going to be willing to spend money. And that would be attractive to me. So might he be a little bit of a pain in my neck? I I guess that's possible. But I want to go someplace where I'm going to have big checks that I can write. How much does that neutralize or, uh, you know, balance the scale of the fact that his Twitter account might every once in a while cause me a little bit of agita? He will get someone good to take over that job uh, because there will be someone out there who will be convinced, yeah, I get it. Uh, that you know he might be active in social media, but I have confidence in myself that I'm going to be able to manage that, right? Huber's coming in because you're exactly right. As we stare at the Mets today, and we're trying to figure out where the bedrock is in their organization, because they don't know what they're getting out of Jacob deGrom next year. You know, They don't really know what they're getting out of Francisco Lindor next year after what has, generally speaking, been a disappointing season. But what they do have, Steve Cohen's money and his ambition. He wants this organization to be great. And so for as much of a pain as George Steinbrenner could be for his front office people, during the course of his time owning the Yankees, they won a lot of World Series. I think there'll be some people who will kind of like him spitting back at the media like this. Like, that's a story, and it's a, for, I have not read it, I will confess. I've been on the air literally since all this started between the TV show and this. So I'm getting all of this secondhand. Um, but I'm, I'm assuming that it is a reasonable story that was done with good sourcing and all the rest of that. Um, but we live in a world now where that doesn't really matter anymore. And I think there'll be people who will kind of like, I bet you there are a lot of fans who are like, yeah, you tell them, you know, people are always trying to tell us we stink and we're, you know, they're the, the downtrodden second team in town and all that kind of thing. I, I think there'll be people who like it. I, so I get it. I, he, he'll get somebody, he won't get Theo, but he'll get somebody who might have other options that don't have as deep a pockets. Uh, Greeny and Robert Stanberry, only the third. So. Let's get back to what we were originally going to talk about here. And that, well, actually, it's somewhat related because Hembo and I uh, were talking this morning and he told me that you would be willing to come on here and say this baseball offseason is going to be all about two teams. Who are those two teams? Wow. Um, Well, I I definitely have the Yankees as being one of those teams because the Yankees, uh, you know, they got under the competitive balance tax this year at $210 million. Their payroll is about what it was in 2003, 2004. Uh, and so there's obviously enormous room to, uh, for growth, especially given the fact that uh, whenever there's a collective bargaining agreement, teams typically get more aggressive in the first and second years after. If the Yankees went nuts this offseason – And let's say chased after a Corey Seager or, you know, a Carlos Correa, you know, two or three guys uh, just like that winner when they signed Mark Teixeira, CC Sabathia, that wouldn't surprise me at all. And the other team, I think, to watch San Francisco Giants have so much payroll flexibility along with the infrastructure they built over the last two years. 
Uh, I think they're going to be really aggressive. They're at the back end of a lot of the contracts for some of those legacy players that won the three championships in five years. I don't know if that's the two teams Hembo had in mind, but I think those are, are going to be the front runners. Well, the Yankees were definitely the one, and that's, what, that's where it begins. And that's what began this conversation is that Hembo has been on here, as you well know, saying the Yankees are going to be bad for three years, or at least not good enough for the next three years to win a division that is going to be dominated by Tampa and Toronto. And he was telling me you disagree because you think they might go out there and spend like crazy this offseason. Is that right? That's exactly right. And let's you know. And on top of that, you have for next year Aaron Judge, Garrett Cole, uh, other good players on that team. And if they do have a big splurge this offseason, They'll be fine. I mean, my goodness, they haven't had a losing season in 29 years. It's not like they're going to be terrible. But terrible is not the standard, Hembo, that you're talking about. You're talking about good enough to compete for a wild card, which I think every Yankee fan would tell you that's not the bar that we're trying to jump over Buster, here. Buster, the Yankees rarely win their own division anymore. And as, and as I've um, sort of described on your podcast and also on this radio show, they have been lapped lapped by good young players in Tampa, and lapped by good young players in Toronto. So the, what the Yankees have in relation to those teams obviously is much more money with which to spend. This offseason, as you've mentioned, is one in which there are a ton of really good free agents available, and thus what I told Greeny was, I think they're going to spend like drunken sailors. And the reason I think that is because you effectively told me that on the podcast yesterday. Yep, that's exactly right. And I think uh, you know both the Yankees and the Mets, their hopes going forward, they're in the same boat. A lot of what they're going to try to do this winter is going to be propped up by their owner's cash. All right, we'll see where that winds up going. Greeny and Buster only. And I, I wanted to ask you one more question before we uh, wrap up this discussion here for today. I was going to ask you to tell the Daniel Boone story, but um, <laughs> we've gotten sidetracked by so many other things. We'll save that for another day. But you know our producer, <laughs> Nuno Teixeira, right? Are you familiar with him? Yeah, uh, I, 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 I've talked to him on the phone a bunch, but I don't know him personally. Oh, so you've never met him? I can't re- – I'm sure that I've done a show in – I can't remember the last time I saw him in person. Are, you, are we headed toward Korea with this? Yeah. <laughs> how did you – well, how is it that you knew that? I'm just curious. Were you – Because I was listening before, oh. and I burst out laughing as you guys did when I heard that comparison <laughs> – because uh, I, I, you know, based on uh, what I heard, I thought that was apt. <laughs> it has been brought to our attention that, and this all began. So, Buster, you know me, and you know Max Kellerman, right? This is how this whole conversation began. Do you think that I look like Max? Uh, no, I don't. But a couple things really surprised me about the conversation. One thing surprised me was that how you missed how Hembo insulted you three or four times. In describing that, and you, you didn't glam on, glom onto that. The other thing, too, that I've learned in my time at ESPN is that if you're in the same arena, you're going to get confused for other people all the time. I look nothing like Tim Kirkchen, and I'll be walking through a ballpark, and I'll have people yell at me, Hey, Tim! Tim! What's going on? Or, Hey, Peter! They're confusing me with Peter Gammon, who I look nothing like. But I think it's like all of the baseball. Did we just lose Buster? Did Buster's phone just die? That's a terrible tragedy because he was really on a good roll there. I was enjoying that enormously. Uh, There was a time when, and our TV crew has just put up uh, side-by-side photos of our producer, Nuno Teixeira, and uh, the uh, North Korean. Buster just uh, had one of the greatest lines ever. Are we heading towards Korea? Are we heading towards? (laughs) That is correct. And and because he he does look like Kim Jong-un. I mean, he just does. There's no... 
It, that's not a, a. It's most certainly not a statement about his politics or anything like that. <laughs> but he looks like Kim Jong Un. Everyone looks like someone. I look like John Stewart. I that I accept. I do not think I look like Max. Um, Hembo said you look like Daniel Archuleta. Some other people suggested maybe you look like Vince Vaughn. Anyone Vince? ever given you Vince Vaughn? No, I have gotten David Jacoby before. Do you think I look like Jacoby? Uh, you have the same hair. You have that sort really of short it? haircut, that buzzed haircut mm-hmm. style. Um, and and uh, Bubba looks exactly like um, Q from, uh, <laughs> whose name is actually Brian Quinn, but the character Q from the TV show, which I love, Impractical Jokers. They really do look enormously alike. They look, let's put it this way. Bubba looks more like Q than Nuno looks like Kim Jong-un, right? Do we agree with that? That's right. Like, no one would ever confuse Nuno for Kim Jong-un. Now, maybe just the circumstances in which you see them would never lend themselves to that. Like, no one walking down the hallway at ESPN Studios in Bristol would be like, hey, is that Kim Jong-un? <laughs> Fancy seeing him here. Is that, car wash? Here for the car wash? Is that Kim Jong-un getting a sandwich right now in the ESPN cafeteria? I wonder what he eats for lunch. No one would do that. Now, you might run into Q. In the hallways of ESPN, like famous people walk through there all the time. They could be, you know, promoting something. I've had one of the other Impractical Jokers on, on the show, on my podcast. I had Murr, mm. James Murray, on there, who looks like a ferret, but that's neither here nor there. And I, again, that's just a running joke on the show. Uh, but Q looks like uh, Bubba. So I forget where we started with this, but the Bubba's, point of it is... Bub, um, Buster's AirPods went out. That's, oh, why, that's why we got So here. we lost Buster. Okay, well, one way or the other. We were almost done with that anyway. And I have one more piece of business I have to get to before we do anything else. Hashtag KOD. The kiss of death. Got to make the pick for tonight's game. All right, so we have got tonight uh, the Giants at the Washington football team. And a game that noted Giant fan Dave Rothenberg says... This is an elimination game. It's an elimination game. <laughs> so it is a huge battle in the NFC East, and the point spread is... Three and a half. The Washington football team is a three and a half point favorite in this game with their backup quarterback, Taylor Heineken. Yeah, so the quarterback situation is an interesting one. And what else can you tell me about anything else I need to know before I make the official prediction? So right now the public is fairly split on this game, which surprises me a little bit that there's not a lot more... Public sentiment going towards Washington. The public also favors the over slightly. It's 40 and a half, which is a really low number. But we've often seen those sort of ugly Thursday night games. So I suppose it shouldn't surprise me. So Daniel Jones in his career is 40 touchdowns and 40 turnovers. He has won eight NFL regular season games. Four of them are against Washington. That's an astonishing statistic. He's 4-0 and against Washington, and he's 4-1 and what against everybody else. 19. He's 4. <laughs> I don't mean to laugh, Nuno. <laughs> You've had a rough enough day as it is being told you look like Kim Jong-un. But 4-0 and against Washington with the season hanging in the balance and the public not really going strongly in either direction and Washington going with a backup quarterback, Taylor Heineke, as they started tonight. Nuno. Give me the official fans' prediction. Watch the game tonight. A lot of pain. Um, it's This seems like a 27-13 type of loss. 27-13. So he says, Washington, give the points. And what did you say the over-under was? Right at 40? Yeah, 40 and a half. 40 and a half. So that would be just About under. Mm-hmm. So the official Nuno prediction is give the points and take the under. Bubba, let me come to you for your official KOD pick. Or the KOD pick is just me. Bubba, what do you like tonight? Again, Washington minus three and a half. I'm going to take Washington 
by five. Washington by five. And you like a little higher scoring or you got the under? 40 and a half. It's a very low number. Mm-hmm. I got to assume they can get over that. Me too. I would, I would like to think that some professional football players can get over 40 and a half. Not only that, but defenses tend to struggle a little bit on these Thursday nights. We should do a little study into that. Because about the, the propensity of the over to hit on Thursday nights because they're turning it around in five days. Defenses generally take more uh, of, an, of abuse during a game and, and, and more physical exhaustion. Uh, again, so I got more NFC East fans. What do you like tonight? Washington minus three and a half. Hembo. I like Washington. I like the, I'll, I'll take them with the points. Minus three and a half. I think they'll win by at least a touchdown. And I like the under. I, I think you're looking at a game like something like 20 to 10-ish, 20, 24 to 10. I don't think the Giants are going to move the football at all. All right. Yeah, I don't either. The reason that I sort of might lean towards the under is because I think the Giants could have a really long night. But if you fall way behind, then maybe you wind up scoring some garbage time points. I don't know. I would stay away from that over-under because it feels dicey. Mm. But, you know, if you listen to me, you know I love the Washington football team this year. I'm not, I've am not. i not been convinced otherwise. The official KOD pick tonight, take the Washington football team and give the three and a half. It's been fun today. Thank you so much. See you for a football Friday tomorrow. Same time, same place. ESPN Radio. Are we headed toward Korea with this? Thanks for listening to Greeny the Podcast. You can listen live each weekday morning at 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio and see it with the video on ESPN+. Also catch Greeny on Get Up weekday mornings at 8 on ESPN and also available wherever you get your podcast.